Hello and welcome. My name is Tim. I'm Dante, Lord of the Titans, Mitts. <laughs> and I'm Herfy Durfy, Lord of the Giraffe. <laughs> and this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. So, Lord Dante, uh, I understand there's been an update in regards to your seating situation. You were asking in the last episode for recommendations of office chairs, and you made a purchase. Oh, I seating did. I- as in sitting down. I was like, wait, what are we seating? <laughs> is it like, which bracket is he in? What's happening? Who, what's he being so, seated in? <laughs> I, could, I could see how that was confusing. So, Tim, you, I had to call myself that. Uh, I have to put this in here. We have to shout out Magnet Hands. Um, I was in his stream the other day, and that's what he called me. And said that if I didn't say that on the podcast, we were going to lose like 15 listeners. Um, oh, wow. Because everybody in chat was in agreement. And I was like, you know what? I got to keep the numbers padded for us. Uh, so I'll yeah. call myself that. So here we are. But yes. Um, Thank you. We don't want to lose listeners. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did make a purchase. I got really, really lucky. So I was going to go to a friend's house and try out uh, his Herman Miller embody chair. And see if it was really worth all that money, because that's a lot of money. And then Mm. I've been checking Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. And uh, someone was dumb enough, maybe, uh, to list (laughs) a Herman Miller in body that was barely used for like less than a year. Um, And it looked basically in new condition from the pictures uh, for 600 bucks. And I was like, hmm, everywhere else I've seen these listed is like minimum 1200 and I will see if it's available. So I like pestered the guy. Anyway, long story short, drove an hour, met him in a shady gas station parking lot and <laughs> uh, handed him the money and took the chair. And uh, I've been y- using it for like four or five days now. And my back feels better. I-, I will say it feels weird playing Link to the Past with this chair because I'm a different mm. height. Uh, so it- it's much harder for me to hover now, which is bad. <laughs> mm. Now, I remember you saying that a headrest was pretty important for you to have. But after doing some research, you decided you you didn't need the headrest. Yeah, everybody online was like uh, that had like good review videos basically said that uh, none of the really good chairs had good headrests. And what I'm learning is that I think I wanted the headrest so bad because of my like atrocious posture. Uh, Cause I would just lay back in the chair and like my head would just be on it. Like now I'm I'm not even, I'm only thinking about, I don't have a headrest because you brought it up and now I'm like, Hmm, let me lay back. Where's, where's my headrest? I don't, I don't have one. Uh, it, it does feel weird yeah. recording in this. I, I feel like it's not a gamer chair anymore. I feel like I'm becoming an old man in a mm. office chair. I just don't make old man money. Just really, you know, making a lot of decisions based on lumbar support and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) trying to fix my spine from years of terrible posture. But uh, but yeah, I I do appreciate everybody's responses because actually like that, that turned me on to a couple other different chairs that like I didn't even know existed. So I started looking at those and actually had a ton of options. It was a little overwhelming, but uh, a good deal is what kind of sealed the deal for me on that. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for the update. I've, I've got to be next. I got, I got to get another chair. The one I have, I've had for roughly a year. We bought it, you know, just off, I think like Wayfair, 
Um, just like picked a mid range one there and uh, it's terrible. It's, I hate it. It's a bad mm. chair. It's extremely, squ- <laughs> it's very creaky. Uh, it's just like, doesn't feel like it's very well put together. I put it together by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I nice. I need, I need a new chair too. So I'm going to go back through everyone else's recommendations to you and, and see if I can't find my own discount Herman Miller. You should. I mean, fingers crossed is, is good. Yeah. It's right. a little crazy sometimes, but it's good. I mean, I did speak out a very well meant warning to Dante that we might not want to go into in detail here, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that still applies to you, Tim, when you're buying a used chair. Yeah, Herf was he has concerns about <laughs> used chairs and like what they might have been used for before you get them. And right. uh, Paul, I, you Paul know, I, I can really I get that. <laughs> I no, I, I'd rather not. Uh, but yeah, I think that's why if you're going to get the used it, you have to find out like, OK, how used are we talking? Are we talking like, you know, a temp in an office for a month or are we talking like somebody's personal office chair? Because that's that's a hard no for me. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Like, I, I mean, maybe not a hard no, depending like <laughs> if if I get it from a guy who invites me over and I see the office that the chair was in and it looks, you know, pretty normal and everything, I can probably live with that, but Mm. it's a little like, it's not quite as bad, but it's similar to buying a used mattress to me, at least, you know, chairs and mattresses, not that different. Yeah. You spend a lot of your rest time Mm -hmm. on both of them. I mean, to be fair, I feel the same way about a mattress. I know people get used mattresses. I I used lots of used mattresses, you know, in my uh, school days and mm-hmm. in my twenties and all that. I mean, you know, now, when you're when you're short on no money choice. and stuff, who who doesn't you know go for a used mattress? Yeah, oh, but yeah. I feel like but, uh, mattresses are even worse than chairs because they just have all the crap in them from years absolutely. of usage. All ah, those whatever. dead skin cells. Mm, yum yum. <laughs> This is the podcast, so, though, uh, about mattresses, yeah. chairs, and um, Donald Duck. Uh, but uh, I, I guess we should probably talk about, uh, as Temp would say, a link to the past randomizer, which is, um, I guess, what this is actually about. I I would say that. Yeah. I absolutely would say that. So um, that is what we will do. The first thing this was announced just uh, earlier today, mere hours before we're recording this on Sunday, January 30th. Uh, but the main tournament for 2022 discord lit up with a new announcement ping there. Uh, and they have uh, put out a new message essentially saying that the main tournament is going to begin March 27th. So we have a date that was really kind of the main thing was throwing the date out there. Uh, more details will be announced throughout February. Uh, so stay tuned for those. Um, that's pretty much all we know so far, but exciting to have a date on the books. Um, so that was cool to see. They also had one more thing to say. Uh, Sabo, um, the the main admin, had one more thing to say. Longtime mod Iceman F1 was promoted to admin for this season and is part of the uh, you know planning and talks that they're having now. So uh, congrats to Iceman uh, on your promotion. And I guess I don't have a whole lot more to say other than, you know, we'll be looking forward to March 27th, also to, you know, February as we hear more of these details rolled out. Uh, but main tournament feels feels good. It's been a while, obviously, and I'm going to be looking forward to getting back into that like qualifier life. That's it's stressful, but it can sometimes be a lot of fun, too. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. curious to see what they're coming up with and 
what the main tournament will actually look like. It, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because I'm so out of the racing environment. But it feels like it's been forever since the last main tournament happened. It does. Yeah, it really does. There's been so much stuff happening. We've had like SGL and the league and ladder and God knows what else. And now suddenly the main tournament's back. And I hope people are excited for it. I hope it, it didn't, you know, kind of. I don't want to say suffer from it, but I hope it didn't kind of lose a little bit of its luster, if that makes sense, by being sure. away for so long. I yeah, I definitely uh, hope that that's the case as well. I know for me personally, like I said, I mean, for me, it's like, all right, nice. Like, I'm, I'm excited that this format is coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, we have league. We have, you know, like for us, the mentor tournament usually is, you know, three or four months of focus for, mm-hmm. for myself, at least. Um, those all have like different vibes to them. I'm excited for like a main tournament vibe again and watching those matches, especially, too. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I agree. I hope it's going to be cool. I, I feel now, like we, me and Dante especially kind of had that with SGL. It felt very main tournament. Oh, right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. I kind of missed out on that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I guess so. Yeah. We, we did, we really had it more from the admin side, I suppose. I mean, you know, it wasn't so bad, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm really curious to see how the main tournament, you know, shakes out and how many people will be there and how many new names we're going to see that are, that might be doing super well or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Dante, the reigning champ, I understand as of right now, you're, you're sticking to your guns in terms of, you know, you, you won, you're stepping, stepping back. Uh, we'll see what the mode is. Um, oh, okay. modes are, it's going to take a lot of weird, fun things to uh, probably pull me back into uh, into that. Just not not saying I think I'd go very far again. I just think that I, I remember too well what it's like to go very long in a tournament and then doing it mm-hmm. also again in league. Um, I would uh, like to have some free time, I think. So... Uh, not, not quitting, but like, I think it would be nice to maybe sit out an event. (laughs) I mean, it it really is, especially if you're one of the better players and you can expect to, you know, at least go a little bit beyond the qualifiers and the first round, whatever it may be groups or whatever, you know, it really is a commitment because you know, you're going to be in there for, I don't know, a month or two at least. Exactly. And like one thing, uh, one thing to like really think about, and someone said this to me recently and I'm not gonna say who, but, uh, 90% of us are like, this is not our job. Like Twitch streaming is not our job and Mm -hmm. it's a fun hobby. And if it becomes what feels mentally, and I've said this before to myself, but like if it becomes as like an obligation, uh, and you're not having fun with it, then that's, that's when you need to take a break to get refreshed. I think because, uh, the, otherwise it's, you know, it's not an, ob- like the game is not an obligation. Just have fun with it. Right. And yeah, I, I need, I, not that I'm not having fun, but just switching gears, not being in a super quote unquote competitive environment for a little bit might be, uh, mentally refreshing for me, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I would totally respect if you, you know, like, you know, like we were saying, stuck to your guns and, and sat this one out for all the reasons you're saying. I, I think that would be honestly really cool to say to, to see. But I also think it would be cool if you came back. So no matter what, you know, you decide to do, we'll we'll definitely support it and uh, we'll look forward to seeing how it all shakes out. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Herfie in all five qual like all 15 qualifiers or whatever <laughs> how many there are. Yeah. Um yeah. Herf is going to be number 1 seed. That is my prediction for the qualifiers. It's going to be wow. the craziest <laughs> I don't even want to say the craziest random comeback. It's just going to be the craziest comeback of all times. I will, you know, nobody will be expecting it and suddenly they'll be like, "Oh, look at this guy. Herf is doing pretty well here. Nice boss fight and stuff, you know." And then when I'm in the semifinals, people will be like, oh, what happened to her? If he's suddenly so good. And then, you know, the investigation will begin. There'll be a lot of uh, mm -hmm. drama in, in public uh, channels about potential stream sniping and account sharing and things like that. And uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to all of that as well. <laughs> that, that no, they'll, just, uh, they'll just find out that I spend all my free time away from Rando and the hyperbolic time chamber training <laughs> you, my muscles and <laughs> you just applied yourself it's yes. like uh in that movie catch me if you can exactly when the detective asked him like how did you pass the bar and he's like i just studied i just did it uh, you yeah. don't know if he's he's telling the truth or not but you're like yeah maybe maybe I you did. finally I decided to try <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it well uh that will be fun we'll we'll look forward to seeing how that all how that all goes um quick update uh on the racing council um i told you last time that uh there was not going to be any turnover all of the members were sticking around um since that has happened i think there has been a, a bit of an update so i'm gonna hand it over to dante uh tell us what's going on with racing council so uh zelga Desan has decided to step down um this was during the voting process realizing that we had a lot of really good candidates decided to free up a seat to bring in someone else as well. Um, we are still planning to expand to 19, uh, currently at 17. So that'll be three people coming in out of our large list of applicants. Um, voting will be concluded by the time this episode comes out. So um, I will record something here to put in and uh, we'll figure out what Dante has to say about it. And here with your spring 2022 new council members, we have Matt Cap joining the council as well as Dazed Cloud. And coming back to the council, we have Buane, uh legendary NMG runner, uh, was in term one, but Buane will be returning to council. And Thank you, Dante. Yeah. Thanks me. Uh, that's, that's it. That's your new racing council. And, um, uh, over the next like week or so, there will be leader elections again, could be the same ones, maybe new ones. Uh, we'll see how that goes and we will, uh, update you guys next episode with your new racing council leaders. Sweet. All right. Thanks for the update, man. All right. Uh, and let's go over to Herfy Durfee. I feel like an anchor, like passing it over to, to the co-host right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the let's, weatherman. Let's, yeah, let's go over to Herf <laughs> with the weather. Um, Herf, you wanted to give us a quick update on the uh, ladder casual boots invitational, which is now down to its uh, actually beyond its final four. Yeah, we're in the final stretch, so to speak, of it all. Uh, after three weeks of groups, as far as I can tell, uh, we had Gem versus P-Train, I think, yesterday. I think it was yesterday from the from the day we're recording this, obviously. And uh, unfortunately, Gem lost to P-Train. Uh, unfortunately for Gem, of course. Fortunately for P-Train. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> 
And uh, now we're looking at Asder being 2-0 in this last final group, uh, either fighting P-Train or Luffy, a.k.a. Hitsuyan, uh, who are both 1-1 currently for uh, the final match. So it will be Aster versus either P-Train or uh, Luffy in a best of three for the finals match as soon as the match between P-Train and Luffy, which will be a tiebreaker match, basically, uh, is concluded. I'm not sure if anything's scheduled yet. I don't think so. But it should be happening uh, relatively soon. And then uh, we'll we'll have our next invitational winner not too far from now. I'm not probably not before this episode comes out, but definitely by next episode recording, we'll know something. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, uh, good luck to uh, the three and then eventually two uh, remaining <laughs> in the ladder casual boots invitational. Remind me again, is there there's a prize for this, right? Is this another super NT or this is else? a second super NT? Yes. And then uh, I think after this one, Dunka's stock of super NTs will finally have run out. <laughs> Uh, cool. Okay. Well, we will, uh, like I've said, we'll keep you updated on how the casual boots invitational shakes out. And then the, uh, next mode sounds like will be announced pretty soon. Yeah. And, uh, I, um, I wanted, I'm going to yeah, actually throw it to you, Tim, uh, uh me and Herf collectively are going to throw it to you now, uh, mm-hmm. over in the booth to see you throw it uh, to me. a little next, me. Yeah. This next <laughs> item on the list. Yes. Well, uh, I just became aware of this today and wanted to give it a shout out. Uh, This is an instance of Link to the Past Randomizer making an appearance at United Kingdom Speedrunner Gathering or UKSG Winter 2022. This is uh, obviously a uh, speedrunning marathon. The community's own Malmo and Crithel are going to be doing a co-op all dungeons RMG showcase uh, like they did um, on our channel not too long ago. Um, that's actually happening right now. I believe as we're recording this or like in, in 10 minutes. Um, so we're going to do our best to make sure that we have a link to that run in the description of the episode for you to check out and uh, best of luck slash GG's to both Malmo and Crithel. And uh, thank you as always for representing our community and a larger community. It's always cool to see that. Um, and with that, I think that's kind of all the, uh, you know, roundup of everything going on in the community as of right now. Um, actually before, before we kick it to GMP, GMP community updates, I did want to mention this because Dante, you brought this up before we started oh, yeah. recording. There's a tournament that's kind of happening under the radar right now, almost snuck by us. I just want to make sure that we like noticed it <laughs> so that we could be <laughs> accused of like ignoring it completely. So tell, tell us about this tournament. Uh, I don't know the, the complete format. Uh, I know it's Swiss. Um, but they had 96 entrants, but it's an 80 keys tournament. If you like checking every chest for all the keys that is, it's, it's already, it's already happening. You can't enter it. I'm sorry. Um, but they, they actually, they started at 64 and they expanded to 96, but I think they're doing similar to cross key seven weeks of Swiss, like best of one. And then they're making a bracket out of, I don't know how many people, um, again, I, I don't have a whole lot of info on it, but I know it is happening. And, uh, I think they're into, Week two, maybe week three uh, by the time this episode comes out um, of the Swiss rounds. But yeah, like uh, they're, they're offering some uh, from what I gathered, some uh, different options. It's not just, you know, open 80 keys. They're allowing if people agree to do like boot start uh, inverted 80 keys. Uh, and uh, I think there's a couple other options that I am forgetting because I don't have the documentation in front of me. But, mm. but yeah, uh, 
a lot, a lot of, a lot of big names in that tournament too. So it should be really good. Uh, I don't think there's any restreams. So uh, this is a really good opportunity for you to follow runners on Twitch. And uh, when they're live, if their title says something about 80 keys tournament, then you'll know it's that tournament. And um, yeah, show them some direct support that way. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. I think the fact that they're not doing any restreams is maybe how they managed to kind of fly under the radar as much as they have. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I fully support it. I don't think that you have to restream to run a successful tournament. And in fact, I think you can run super fun tournaments with, you know, zero restreams. People do it all the time. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout them out again, just to make sure it didn't seem like we completely missed it. We want to cover stuff that's going on that, you know, is related to ALTTPR and this certainly counts. So with that, I guess now we are ready for some GMP community updates. All right, right, Tim, tell us about temp.msu because I'm, (laughs) look, I'm seriously like, look, I've had the alpha release for like a year now. Uh, It's not actually a year, but it feels like it. Like a month, probably exactly a month, actually. Uh, Yeah, because that was December 31st. I tuned in and gave you a hard time in a couple of your streams uh, (laughs) uh, asking for the trap remix. And then you were talking Mm -hmm. about another song and I'm like, just put the trap remix in the MSU pack. (laughs) But uh, give give us an update on uh, your progress so far. I would love to, Dante. And thank you so much for uh, passing it over. Um, so I am extremely close to having this thing completed. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at the list of songs that I have still to to implement into my like testing kit. Um, the bunny theme, which I already know what it's going to be. I just have to cut it and put it in there. Uh, Princess Zelda's Rescue, which is I, I've literally never heard that track in a game of rando in my life. But I just feel like I have to do a one to one of everyone who saw <laughs> it. So I'm going to put some dumb little jingle in there. What's that? Is it like 25 or 26? Yes, it's 25. Okay, yeah. that one is never it like it does not play in rando. So, I mean, you can have something in there, but it, you're you will absolutely never hear it in randomizer. Yeah, maybe I should just do like a fart or something. Do it. <laughs> do, do it for me. That can be my. Okay. Remix. All right. Is that, is that the same track that has that um, very famous Willard clip? No, that's 15. No, that's track 15. Oh, that's 15. Okay which usually doesn't show up at all, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that's good to know Dante. And also I think it's a fitting, you know, since this is a, a rando uh, soundtrack, you should never be hearing this. So if you're hearing it, that's for you. Uh, <laughs> so um, release of Ganon, which again is like a three second, like cutscene clip. I'm just, I just got to like throw something in there. Uh, I'm about 75% done with Ganon's theme. And then the last three songs after that aren't added to the soundtrack yet, but they have been written. I'm working with uh, some musicians on some of them. So uh, we're so, so close. Uh, I, I just have those little things that I've left to do. So what I'm going to do to make sure that I get it done is I'm scheduling an event for this Friday. Uh, it has kind of a soft start around 715 Eastern, uh, and it's going to actually start at 730 Eastern. And I haven't decided exactly what it's going to be, but it will be a showcase of some sort of all of the music that I've written for temp.msu. Probably a seed that has been semi planned so that I can make sure that like, you know, for instance, I do pull ped 
and, uh, you know, that I, I can beat escape in roughly six minutes and I don't get, you know, something that's absolute BS in there. Uh, so, you know, it'll be a showcase of the songs, but also going through a seed and playing. I think that's probably what we're going to do. Um, if not that, it'll be something somewhat similar to that. But that will be this Friday, 730. I'll use the Go Mode podcast channel to broadcast that. So if you're subscribed to that, you should get the notification and all that. And if you're interested to hear what I've been working on, by all means, come check it out. I will say, though, if you're interested in having this music just to like listen to and enjoy, you can download the track afterwards and use it, you know, use it and, and actually play with temp.msu. And you can get something like FUBAR, which reads PCM files and listen to it. But you don't have to go through all that because eventually I will get all of it uploaded onto Spotify and it'll be much easier to listen to there. So this is not exactly the like grand premiere of the music itself, but it is the release of the MSU. If you want the grand premiere, that'll come a little later and that'll be another kind of like event sort of thing probably. But so is this so going that, to be that's a, where we're at. a two, like a two hour event uh, from seven fifteen say to nine 30. Is that uh, it'll probably be ru- yeah, roughly two hours, maybe a little bit shorter. Cause like I said, I'm going to kind of stack the deck in my favor on that seed. If the, if I end up doing that, if I don't end up doing that, then we'll just listen to all of them one after the other. And that'll be super short. Um, but, and then, you know, you can always catch, uh, catch the VOD afterwards if you're not available on Friday or, um, you know, anything like that. So, so if we were making an event, we're doing. Mm-hmm. we're doing this live, what would you call it? Uh, I would call it temp.msu showcase and premiere because afterwards you're also going to be able to download the MSU pack and use it. All right. So uh, would you well, say this is kind of your release party? Uh, of the MSU pack, yes. Okay. But not yeah. of the whole, you know, not of the as album. you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. there's going to be like an official soundtrack release later. They'll probably, you know, tracks might be a little bit more polished up. Maybe I might get them like mastered. Um, you know, I've had my friend Zero Nix help me out with that before. I haven't done that for all of these just because it would take so long. And honestly, I would I would need to pay him for that. But after the tracks are all finished, then maybe I can talk to him about working on some of that stuff. So um, there will be kind of improvements to the album version of it that eventually come out. So, again, if you want to wait for the, you know, kind of polished, finished product, I'd encourage you to wait for that. But if you're just really excited, you want to check it out, um, then that's that's what this Friday is for. Yeah. So one last question. Okay. <laughs> are you planning on like backporting the more polished versions back into an MSU after it's done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. The, the, the polished versions, you know, they're probably the way I've always enjoyed listening to video game music is you loop it once and then you fade out. So I'll probably essentially do that for all of the tracks. Okay. Uh, but then, yeah, I'll go back and use these, you know, polished versions and put them in the MSU pack. That's the, that's the weird thing about the MSU pack is like, on the one hand, I want it to be perfect before I release it, but that would take longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the other hand, I really just want to get it out there. Like I've been working on it for over a year and um, I'm afraid if I just keep polishing and polishing, it'll just never come out. So yeah. I even though this is not usually how music works, I kind of want to do this almost more like a GitHub project where it goes out at first and then there's version releases and updates where I, you know, fix the balance on this and, you know, make this loop a little bit better here. And like there's updates to it you know so it gets better i mean you also have the incredible upside of having it in more people's hands who can like listen to it and you know make you aware of things that maybe sound a little off to them or something that could be improved and so on and so forth yeah absolutely but um so yeah i'm feeling self-conscious now so let's change the subject (laughs) no 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 we're gonna we're gonna stay here for just another (laughs) moment uh because the last thing i want to yeah go ahead ahead. because we as as go mode are going 
to jump on this uh, Discord event train like everybody else is doing. Uh, and you'll notice that even before this episode comes out, that there is one event sitting up there in our Discord. And you can get notified of when it's happening that way, too, instead of just a Twitch channel. Uh, if you want to click interested on that, that'll make Tim feel really good. Uh, and that so way you'll know this absolutely has to happen hi. now. There's yeah, there's no a, backing I, out now yeah, because you've I, created this event in our discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I hope you've already cleared that time frame with your wife because now you're I ob- have you're actually. Con- yes, I have. OK, <laughs> you're contractually obligated. Uh, and okay. um, yeah, uh, like I, I think uh, Herfy would get full uh, ownership of the podcast and the MSU pack if you don't actually do it. So um, it is set up that way. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's the All first right. time we're hearing of this, but I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Expect some changes in the future. <laughs> it's going to be a few changes around here. Uh, cool. Well, uh, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that for me and, and making me commit to it. Like I said, I, I'm sure I can do it, so it will be done. I might call in sick one day next week. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I hope nobody from uh, your work listens to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like, no uh, way I'd even make it 20 uh, minutes in like this. Or that's like uh, calling in sick to work and then posting like your vacation pictures on Facebook where you're like <laughs> yeah. in a bikini hanging out at a beach and your boss Absolutely. is like, uh, excuse yeah. me. That's For the sure. best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the event. And um, last thing I just want to say is like, Thank you for indulging me every time I talk about this project. Uh, All of this is really just a thinly veiled attempt for me to write music and get as many people as possible to listen to it. Um, And I I don't deny that. And so anytime anyone listens to it, I'm just eternally grateful that you, you know, would even take a moment to kind of listen to something that I've written because it takes a long time. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I agree. Cool. Cool. All right. So biweekly seeds um, episode 91. We had an open boots. Unfortunately, didn't get around to this one again. Just working so hard on tip.msu <laughs> and uh, and Metroid Dread. Uh, it's but uh, it's it's out there. I, I hope it was fun uh, for episode 92. I don't know what we should do, but I was I kind of was kicking around just like maybe like an all dungeons because it's been a minute for something like that. Sure. Sure, yeah. I mean, all Dungeons is basically the same as everything else we do, plus, you know, the pendants. So, I'm uh, sure. I'm down. Don't forget Aga Tower. Oh, yeah. That's right. All Dungeons, don't forget Aga. That is what it's going to be. So, that will be the episode 92 bi-weekly seed. It's it's a fitting theme, too. Uh, You know, all Dungeons and Temple have all tracks ready. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You know, that's probably what I should do is just make an all Dungeons and then just go pull ped after I get the third there you go yeah. that would yeah. probably make okay. the most sense for sure okay hey maybe i'll play the bi-weekly but no because i i no, need to be a standard start it. too you, need, you can't spoil it because people people may want to play the bi-weekly c they may value that That's leaderboard true. more than your msu pack which is selfish <laughs> yeah you're so right That's selfish <laughs> you're so right but you know we could let you play it by yourself and um and then just nobody else plays it they just watch you and well, let me know the other hand no. Uh, the all the people will get a chance to check out your MSU with an AD bi-weekly seed. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. They might not pull pen, but now that you've said it, they you know might feel inclined to go around it and listen to it because of the track. Uh, maybe. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'll, we'll give everyone an alt dungeons and I'll play a different one again. I think I'm going to actually plan to some of it. And I also want to do, I want to do a standard so I can do escape. Cause I wrote like a six minute track at the beginning and be a damn shame if people didn't get to hear any of that during the <laughs> premiere. So be a damn uh, shame if people missed out on your genius. Yeah, I agree. My genius five minute long track. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what it'll be. We'll do an all dungeons for the Perfect. 92 episode 92 by weekly scene. All right, so now it's time for the feature. Dante, you are going to be the one leading us off into this feature. So without any further ado. All right, hit, hit the sound effect. Here it is. All right. So, All right, what are we doing today? Uh, we're going to talk about rando, I guess, rituals or maybe superstitions. Things people may do prior, prior to, post, during races to put their mind at ease. I was curious to see if anybody else did stuff like this because um, I, I, I do. Uh, I, I'll admit that. So, cause you know, it's, it's rando. It's, it's luck based. Sometimes with luck, you do stupid things uh, for superstitions, but we pulled our subs. I even pulled a couple people outside of the subs. I'm sorry, subs, please don't chastise me too bad. <laughs> I wanted to get some, some extra uh, Intel and we, we got a couple of, uh, couple of those. So, um, we're gonna, we're gonna start kind of by reading some sub questions or, uh, sub responses rather. And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of talk about maybe our own, uh, based off of those or based off of, you know, just kind of us queuing it up. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, is that sounds sound, good? Does that sound good to yeah, you? Yeah, sounds good. I'm all right. Excited. All right. Good. I'm glad I got that in one take this time. Um, <laughs> But uh, we'll start. So, so Arusta wrote to us um, and said, uh, prior to a seed, I always fire up the practice hack, quickly run through each of the bosses, uh, sort of a warm up. Uh, just feels like it helps a lot with pre-race jitters, gets my, their mind in the right, right mind in the right mindset. That's the word. Uh, I promise <laughs> I can speak uh, post race. Don't really rewatch re- VODs or opponents until the next day, just to get a little bit of a mental distance uh, from the seed uh, prior to rewatching it. And, Honestly, I kind of get that. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of things you can learn from rewatching, but uh, I guess like if you're trying to learn, this is kind of my take on that. Like if you're trying to learn from it, uh, maybe like let's say you took a loss. Um, you know, it's it's very easy to be heat of the moment upset at yourself. Maybe you know, depending on how seriously you're taking it, and then rewatching it is going to do no good except make you more upset. Um, you know, the distancing, I like that from Arusta there, like being able to kind of step away and come back to it and then have a learning experience, maybe find a, a route that made a little more sense or like as far as some time, you know, I guess that's kind of my take. Um, either one of you guys have anything to. I mean, I think pretty much what you said, but I think in general, it's always a good idea to get a little bit of distance between when you finish a seed and like look at it again or try to analyze everything even regardless of if you won or if you lost like if you feel so inclined i know a lot of people only rewatch their races if they lost like if they won they're like all right what what am i even going to learn from this unless they're curious about something specific their opponent might have done or something that usually don't rewatch it but i feel like regardless of if you're uh, the winner or the loser of the matchup uh, getting some distance between you and when you've actually finished the seed will will 
get you a much clearer mind and a much more, you know, I feel like you're, you're much more able to take in lessons or things that normally you probably wouldn't see just because your brain's all randoed out after two hours of whatever you just went through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. About you, Tim? Um, yeah, I, uh, I actually wanted to read another response that we got that speaks to this as well uh, from, from Bressingham. Uh, this okay. is a, a portion of what they said. I love watching races back, especially if I win. I learn more from watching races back that I lost, though. I've been doing all of these since I started. I realized early that watching races back when you lose is the best way to improve. Um, so that was another mention of, uh, you know, watching the race back after you're done. For me, I would say I have to agree, uh, at least just like just being totally honest in terms of my motivation. When I win, I'm a lot more likely to go back and be like, how did that happen? That's cool. <laughs> you know, and like see how close it was uh, or like mm -hmm. where the advantage was. It is much, much harder to go back and watch something you lost because it's like, you know, it's like someone telling you something obvious. You know, it's like, yeah, I know I lost. Why did I lose? And then you go back and you, oh, they executed better than me. They made this choice instead of that choice. That absolutely makes you better. But it's uh, emotionally draining, or at least for me. And I would imagine there's probably others out there that that feel that way. You know, it can be hard to relive a failure. Um, so it's it, it's humbling. And I have a lot of respect for people who regularly do that. I think they're stronger people than I am. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Because like, I, uh, go ahead, her. I was just going to say, I totally feel that. I mean, who, who wants to go back and watch themselves lose at something? You know, you're, you're yeah. not going to go back and watch yourself fall on your face on the home video that you recorded, you know, when you were five or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just nobody wants to see themselves fail. But that's, you know, as you guys have said, and as our subs also wrote in, that's how you learn. And that's how you notice where, you know, what was the decisive thing or maybe where did i make a couple decisions that weren't that great or why did he do this or why did he do that you'll never find that out if you you know if you won you already know that you did better so what are you going to learn from that right right yeah now i will say you know the topic of this conversation kind of being around superstitions and rituals i kind of see that as being everything outside of like playing a link to the past randomizer, like things outside of that experience that you do and why you do it. Is there a reason that you do it? Is it logical? You know? So it's almost like there's things that like watching a race back that is actively improving your game. It's, it's like taking your medicine. It makes you better. I don't know that it's necessarily a superstition or a ritual. I think it definitely fits. Now, to be fair, the prompt that we gave are just like, what are things that you do before, during or after a seed? And that's why some people addressed it. And I'm glad we're talking about it now because I do think it's an interesting point. But um, I'm really interested to hear the things that like make no sense at all like the weird things that people do and it's like why do you do that it's like oh i did that one time and i won a really against a really tough opponent so now i do that every time even though it has no bearing on execution or routing whatsoever kind of like you know mm -hmm. what Bressingham's. you know we're staying on his response there the, the i always pee before uh, so i don't have to pee mid-race like it makes logical sense but yeah you know uh sometimes you don't really think about that right like you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, bathroom talk, I guess. But like, you don't think about like, I should probably see if I could take care of this in case the seed lasts two hours, you know? Yeah. 
This was a very popular response. Definitely something <laughs> I was planning on bringing up too. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, this only has to happen to you once until you start to make plans for it every single time going forward. When you're like climbing GT and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to burst. I'm extremely uncomfortable. There's water coming out of my eyes. You know, that only has to happen one time. And then you're like, I will make sure that I hit the bathroom before I start this two hour possibly endeavor. Um, yeah, but I will say <laughs> that feels a little bit different to me because like going to the bathroom could be part of a pre-race ritual, you know, of a series of different activities that you do. And you're like, oh, I always pee, you know, it just becomes part of it, you know, and it's less about to be prepared to not have to pee during the seat and more just like I always do this in this order, you know, yeah. so that can almost kind yeah. of live in both in a weird way. Honestly, I suppose like, with me. uh I'll kind of talk about this a little bit now since we're on this topic is like sometimes right before I'm ready to hit the ready button, like I got the seed loaded up. It's like, all right, uh, it, you get the, you go to the bathroom or whatever, and then you play, you play well, you win. And then there's one race where you don't really think about going to the bathroom. And like you were saying, you got water coming out of your eyeballs, like going up GT. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. don't play as well because you're mentally distracted by something physical about your body at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then you get it in your head that that is what caused you to lose. Like, because there, you know, it, it was like, it was some outside thing that potentially was just, you know, has no bearing on the race, but yeah. in your head, it becomes something that did have a bearing on the race. So then you think about it going forward. Uh, not saying you should, I'm just saying that that's a, that's, that's the potential. I think that's some of the weird things maybe Tim was. Yeah. Uh, alluding yeah, for to sure. Yeah, no, it. that's a really good point. I like that a lot. It, it kind of turns into like a superstition, yeah. you know, you're like, well, the one time I lost, I had done this. So from now on, I'm going to do something else or do that mm -hmm. again, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. That's really and interesting. 2022 Dante is here to tell you that 2018 Dante was an idiot. Because I used to think <laughs> I should chug a monster energy drink right before I did a race. Let me tell you how fast monster energy drink goes through your system. Uh, unless you're going to finish the seed in like 105 every time. Don't do it for a tournament qualifier because but you're going to be per The performance dying. enhancement from that extra energy, the focus that you get, you can't put a price on that. I, yeah, yeah but the pain of climbing GT while thinking of i wish i had a bucket in this room it's <laughs> just not worth it oh, yeah man. i can imagine that i think yeah i think you guys also touched on something very interesting where there's like a small but important distinction where it's like we were talking a bit about this before we started recording i wouldn't say when i was still playing random more actively i wouldn't say i had a ritual before it started but i definitely had a certain routine going on mm -hmm. uh, i think everyone has it in a way and i don't think that's a bad thing or anything but i wouldn't call it a ritual like i would sit down and i would go all right i gotta open up obs i gotta open up my tracker i gotta open up my life split you know i i, I would check if all my programs are open that you need to play right now is my emulator working did i download the seat correctly all that stuff that you do then the whole you know gotta go pee before i start playing thing uh, for me personally uh, the cigarettes are also a big part of it Mm -hmm. Because especially since I roll my own cigarettes, when in a seed do you have the time to sit down and grab a paper and grab a filter and grab some tobacco and roll it all up and lick your cigarette thing and then roll it together and then light it up? You know, it takes like a little while at least. 
And usually yeah, don't take your hands off the controller for any amount of time. I've, right. uh, in my best times, I've gotten it down where a good hero basement tile room will give me enough time to roll a cigarette. <laughs> so that was a welcome break for me. Probably never for anyone else in their life, but I loved <laughs> friggin' hero basement. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wouldn't call that a, a ritual so much as more of a routine that you do before every seed just to make sure everything is in order. And I think those are not as interesting as the stuff that you're aiming at, Tim, which I would go more into the ritual direction. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, Golfer Bolt here has a relatively long answer, but I think that really goes exactly where you wanted it to go, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to read this or do you want me to read this, but I think this goes exactly where you we're aiming for Tim. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I totally agree. I, I guess like ritual versus routine ritual implies a little bit of like black magic. Yeah, exactly. Is, is involved, right? Yeah. So yeah. go ahead with golfer bolts answer. All right. So golfer bolts, right. Uh, I always pour me a pint of water and I always place it on a Lego coaster. My then four year old son made me. I always get empty at least 10 minutes before go. So here we are again, you know, the, the toilet pain. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably TMI. No, not at all. We've been talking about pee for the past 10 minutes or something. <laughs> hey, we all do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, probably TMI, but you don't need any unnecessary toilet breaks during a race. Exactly. Uh, I always try and enter a ladder race in the first five minutes of an opening and as an even numbered entrant as either 16, 28, or 32 house numbers I've lived at at my birthday. I always add folks to my GLHF and I always check my OBS is still streaming and recording after every dungeon clear. No post-race rituals. Real life superstitions include putting my left sock on first and putting on lower garments left leg first. Someone asked me why I did something before each golf shot I hit. I didn't have a clue uh, what they were on about as it was totally ingrained as a ritual unconsciously doing it. I love it. it yep. So, yeah, this is I, I, this kind of thing absolutely fascinates me. I think it's so uh, entertaining. Um, you know, I know that golfer bolts probably can't like justify any of this, but I'm sure that if, if they didn't do one of these things, it probably would throw them off a little bit. And they might actually there might be real life negative consequences to the way that they play the game or their golf stroke or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. I just think stuff like this is absolutely fascinating. It's, and thank you so much, uh, Golfer Bolts, for sharing. It's cathartic for me to <laughs> to, to see. You don't feel so say, alone. I don't feel alone now. Because like we haven't gotten to my like list, I haven't even unfurled it. Um, oh man! But yeah, uh, Dante's is gonna take a while. We're saving that for the end. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I can relate to a lot of this. Like the the, the in- entering within the first five minutes, like s- stuff like along those lines. We'll, we'll, like I said, we'll get to it. But that that is like ritual material right there. That's just like mm-hmm. like I, I I get it. Yeah. Like if you don't do that, then in your head you're not gonna play good. Like the entrant numbers is just next level. I've never even thought about that before. But see, it always has to enter like 16. Yeah. Old SRL days. And sometimes on race time, people wanted to be entrant number 69. Like uh, that, that was kind of it. Yeah. The classic, the classic. Right. Um, This is, this is kind of another one. Um, This one, this person did ask us not to read their name, so we won't. Uh, but this person uh, wrote in and said, I always take off my wedding ring before rando. Got to go fast and extra weight can weigh you down. Um, See, I can't tell if they're joking or not. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I don't wear my ring when I'm playing. Uh, but most times I don't, I don't really put my ring on unless I'm leaving the house. So I, I, I mean, I'll admit that. So, um, I mean, I get it. And I just it, always have mine on all the time. Oh man. Uh, uh, but you know, I used to, uh, you know, play percussion a lot more. I would drum and, you know, hold four mallets in, you know, hold two mallets in each hand. Uh, but I wasn't married when I was doing any of that, but I don't think I, I doubt I could do that. I would probably have to take my yeah, wedding ring probably off be for percussion. A really yeah. weird squeezy type thing with a ring on. I'm, I'm sure yeah, your so, wife would understand if you had to do that. <laughs> well, I'd probably get like a different, uh, like material of ring, like a, you know, rubber or something like that. Yeah. Get one of those like <laughs> athletic rings or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, this, I guess this could legitimately be like a controller manipulation kind of thing where like you just, you know, maybe the clicking, sometimes I will say like the, my wedding ring will click against the controller in a weird way that I don't mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's more to this than I, than I initially thought. Uh, I want to get into something that's a little bit different here from Sinek, but uh, after reading that, I've remembered that I also do something sort of like that. Uh, he's mm-hmm. going more for, I, I guess this isn't really so much a ritual or anything. This is more of a, a man, I don't know if I'd call it a tick, but more of a little habit or a little thing you do while you're playing. But he writes, uh, during idle parts of the run, I'll run my index finger around the edge of the controller. I have no clue why I do this. It's just a thing I do to keep my hands busy. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate to that because whenever I have any sort of screen transition in a rando seed, you will notice me hammering my R and L buttons like I'm trying to arm pump uh, in Super Metroid. <laughs> which well, yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, I might be really good at that because that's all I do. You know, I'm going upstairs, I'm hammering L and R. I'm going downstairs, I'm hammering L and R. It's it's. I don't know why. It's just a thing I do. Hmm. On that that topic, I actually now that you say that, it reminds me. Back before the quick swap days, like if I listen to music, not like an MSU pack, mm-hmm. or even, even with MSU packs, like mm-hmm. in those, like even while I'm playing, like walking around, I would slap my L and R button to like the beat of the song. Yeah, um, I do that Almost too. like yeah. I'm playing dance games. And mm-hmm. it, it was like something to, I don't know, like, like just a, I don't know. It's, it's like I compare it to like a fidget spinner. It's like having a fidget spinner yeah. in your hand. So like, yeah, you can stay focused, maybe. Um. Like, I don't know, like, you know, some people use those to keep their mind focused so they can kind of, you know, not, you know, mess up their day job yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, I think it helps with focus sometimes uh, while playing rando. Yeah, probably. Another thing, another thing it could be. I remember seeing this video a long time ago and I'll try to dig it up, but don't hold your breath. I can't even remember where I saw it, but it was like this Starcraft two runner um, being interviewed uh, before he was about to play a match. And it was like before. Um, the match even started, he just started like, it looked like he was just mashing the keyboard and the person interviewing was like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I just need to get my hands warmed up for the competition. Cause I'm oh, going to, yeah. you know, so like they just start before the inputs even count. They're just like warming up their hands by doing, you can't see what I'm doing obviously right now, but just like insane, like typing around <laughs> the keyboards. I mean, um, I can tell you exactly what they're doing. I've been so into StarCraft since like the 90s. Oh, yeah. And I've what watched am I doing? Your, telling yeah. you some shit about StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they're doing exactly what you said, but it just looks insane to every normal yeah. person in the world. Uh, what they're doing is basically going 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, and so on and so forth, because uh, you can group your units into control groups. 
and A is the attack move button. So they're like first uh, control group attack move there, second control group attack move there. And at the same time, they're also doing the same stuff with their mouse because that's where you aim the cursor, where they're supposed to A move. And they're just, you know, A moving things they don't have uh, around the map, like crazy people just to warm up their hands. Mm. That and sounds then, so complicated. Like I'm sitting here on my complicated. keyboard like, trying to think about that motion and mm-hmm. not, I'm trying to think of like the most ideal way to do it. And that, that's I'll, something I think you physically have to get warmed up for. I'll, uh, I'll find you guys the video and I'll also find you guys the video of Flash, who is like the best StarCraft one player in the universe. And what he does, talking about pregame rituals, he uh, brings a ruler to every match and he measures out how far the monitor has to be away from the edge of the desk, how far the keyboard has to be away from the edge of the desk, how far the mouse has to be away from the edge of the desk. And it has to be like, you know, the the most minuscule amount of it being wrong takes him off his game because his muscle memory is so ingrained of... You know, where to wow. hit those keys and where to move the mouse and how how far he moves the mouse in relation to how far the monitor is away or whatever. It's just it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> that is. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Like that reminds me, like I remember I didn't think this was like a like a ritual or anything. But when I upgraded from a CRT to like an HD monitor, like a, a like a modern gaming monitor with like the retro tink mm. thing for my SNES, um, I remember I measured the exact length, the diagonal length of the four by three, you know, aspect ratio CRT tube, and then calculated what I would, what size like 16 by nine monitor I would need to buy for the four by three resolution to be the same size. Um, hmm. And then also I didn't do it like super precise, but like a rough estimate of how high it needed to be compared to where I had the TV. And then like what the monitor would like, you know, like the stand would have to go up to a certain point um, to to reach that spot, like to be somewhat similar, because I didn't want to change too much, I guess, if that makes sense. Like it was working for me. I wanted it to stay the same. I remember going through that and it was kind of a headache. Um, but, you know, it it was it wasn't too bad, I guess. Luckily, I didn't yeah. have a gigantic CRT. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of like the you know what Arusta was talking about when we first opened this conversation up on crack. Uh, of, you know, getting a quick warm up in, uh, you know, getting your muscles kind of used to the motions it takes to play the game immediately before the game starts. And then you're not de-rusting in your first, you know, five to 10 minutes because you've already played a little bit and done some button combinations. So I think, you know, this is the the high level, but you do see this also in rando quite a bit where people, you know, say before a restream match, you'll notice that they have the practice hack up and they're just like running one glitch over and over that they maybe were just practicing or one boss over and over. Um, so yeah, I, I obviously there is a, a ton of benefit to doing something like this. I will say I shy away from this mostly just because I have fears about like switching from the practice hack, making sure I get to the right, uh, you know, one after that, making sure there's no problems. Generally, if it's like a race uh, or qualify or something important, I like to get set up super early and just like stay there. <laughs> That's yeah. like kind of part mm-hmm. of my pre-race ritual yeah. is just like the earlier you set up the better you don't want any last minute like weird um you know like hiccups and programs and updates and stuff like that happening um i don't again probably not really a ritual but like that's that's probably pretty common too is just like getting there super early and just like being ready super early do you also uh 
stress out potentially about your Twitch not going live when the delay catches up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I make damn sure to like get there well before yeah, or at least enough before the delay to like get it set up. So I, I usually don't worry about that so much as I do like finding out that I accidentally didn't have the delay on when I hit oh. stream the first time or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Yeah, that's an, that's like one thing that uh, when the delay first started for tournaments, you know, that I was involved in, that, that's like one thing that stressed me out. It was like I would turn the delay on like almost an hour early just to make sure in case it doesn't go live then because I, I had been like seeing people say, well, you know, my stream didn't go live for this qualifier. So then I'm like, well, what if that's me? Like, I don't want that to be right. me. So I would, you know, I, I took extra links and, you know, I, I ruined my own day, we'll say, uh, by making that choice. But, you know, that, those were things I did long time ago, pre-race, because uh, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't trust my own settings. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're you're kind of answering what I'm about to ask, but how how has your pre-race ritual changed from like when you were first starting out to now? Um uh it's evolved i guess uh okay um i i i used to like try to do things that other people did like in fall 2018 groups i i I vividly remember this like i would practice boss fights because we would play like hard mode inverted swordless stuff like that um and i would practice boss fights as a warm-up every last time i did that Mm -hmm. i lost so oh, and, really? and, and that is something that sticks in my head. And then it's like almost <laughs> an irrational. It, it's, it is completely irrational to think this, but even if I practice and warm up and play very well doing boss fights, I would lose. So I would, I, I just do not do boss fights right before a race, but call like in, in the practice hack due to that. I will boot up the practice hack, but um, yeah, like, uh, so uh, we're getting into me now, but we got, we got some more sub things I do want to touch on, but okay. T- talking about the, the practice hack, what I did do, what started working in my head irrationally was, uh, when I was practicing to learn hovering and that was mainly during the Plando tournament, like the first one and the second one, just to make sure I had it down, especially if my item placement strategy involved, you know, potentially hovering a seed to, to win. Um, and it, it worked. So therefore, like it was always like, all right, let's just warm up by hovering. And that's what I would do. And I still do that okay. to this day. <laughs> uh, Pretty wild warm up. But I, I get where you're coming from. Like it, it got to the point in the main tournament this year, I would do the exact same set. I would do the Moldorm 2 hover and then I would do the pod hover over to the right side. Uh, and sometimes that would take a lot of tries and I would start mentally stressing. Like it, it, it's actually super irrational. I, I know, like I, like I told you guys, you're going to like talk to me after the show about what I need to do about all this. But like I would start, I would do the right side pod hover and then I would let it sit there. Um, and after I'd let it sit there I, and delay was catching up, I would do Moldorm two one more time, right as we were getting our seed. So then I could, close out the practice hack. That was, that was like what I did during the, the end of the main tournament and pretty much throughout all the league too. Um, mm. Yeah. Just stupid, like stupid ritual that just <laughs> in my, that, that's like the, the pregame, like right before I'd also make sure I hit the bathroom too. At some point yeah. I didn't have like, I have to do it at this point. It wasn't that bad, but yeah, beforehand it was like, all right, hit the bathroom just to make sure. 
Now, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to hearing about your, you know, pre-race rit- rituals. Um, can you give us an idea of how long the whole thing takes? Uh, a day. Oh. Wait, so, okay. Somewhat. So the, the prep starts, like, when you wake up that day, if you have a race at some point that um, day. Night before. Uh, oh, okay. It's not, it's I, not that long. It's not, like, every hour of the day. It's, it, it, it's very generalized, but... Honestly... I, I want you to knock out whatever you want to get to before yours as quickly as possible <laughs> so that I can, we can finally talk about your rituals. Okay. No, I was get, like on the serious, like the more serious sides, because like, <laughs> this is actually really good. I, I thought so. So Nep shared this uh, with us, like with regards to like researching your opponent. Cause I used to do this a lot too. I did. I still do it sometimes if I'm very unfamiliar with someone, but I know they're good. Like if I don't know their tendencies in my head, I may look at this, but I don't want to dwell on it too much. Like in my own personal, like competitive sense, because then I'll, I'll overthink it. Uh, but Nep shared uh, with regards to research, uh, I'll sometimes look at my opponent's opener to fi- to get a feel for if I should switch up. For instance, in league finals versus Andy, I uncle routed because I noticed he tends to do that. And I didn't want to risk the race swinging from the very start if there was something big there, I'm assuming at uncle, uh, and I didn't have a reason to go there. Uh, usually I watch my own restreamed races back to get a feel for my opponent, uh, for if my opponent made any interesting, insightful moves that I may, may want to consider. So yeah, like stuff like that, I've done the whole switch up the opener based off of, you know, what my opponent does. Yeah. Because I know for a fact I've done, I do uncle, but I have foregone the uncle route in some races just because I know my opponent is going to do a sink start. Hmm. So for me, this is uh, like, this is a very good answer or a very good, like uh, not an answer. Uh, what do you call it? A good, send, good, send good in? Best practice. Yeah. It's this is like a do. very good yeah. thing from nap. And I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's a good thing to do, but for like the purpose of this episode or this topic, I'm like, that's like too normal and too pro stuff, you know? That's like, you, you get away with this. I'm doing research on my opponent stuff. I want to hear about Lego coasters and the order of number you 28 put your socks on. and yeah. putting your left sock on first because you're having a rando match today or something like that, you know? That's kind yeah. of how, like, no, not to, you know, take away from Nap's answer in, in any way, but that's kind yeah, of that's- the feeling I get from that. It's more of the kind of we have talked about, you know, like what Nep's talking about, like practicing beforehand in like getting into competitive ALTTPR, also the metagaming episode. So if you want to, you know, kind of research more about these sort of concepts, I would recommend checking out those episodes. Um, but yeah, the the real weird stuff is what we're here for now. <laughs> yeah. And that for. could be just the transition we need to hear uh, Dante's pre, right. pre-game ritual. So this this honestly, it wasn't like. I, I said, this is how things are going to be. And it worked one day. It was just, so I, I have a, I have a tendency to notice patterns. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do that quite a bit with like a lot of things in, uh, throughout life, I guess, uh, work, you know, gym, everything else. Uh, so, and, and rando, but, uh, I, I did really well in my first qualifier and, uh, for the, the last main tournament. And I noticed several things that came from it that just stuck out in my head for absolutely no reason. Uh, I'll probably say that sentence a lot. Um, one of them was I was the like in the last 10 to ready up. 
out of everybody. So that was a mm-hmm. trend I did keep going throughout the qualifiers because it kept working <laughs> um, <laughs> because that totally makes sense. Um, talking about like night before I remember um, I had a lot of energy that like that day and uh, it, it, it like got in my head of like what I eat for dinner because you know, a lot of my energy stuff, like I think about with gym, I think about nutrition. So it got in my head that it was like, I had four eggs with cheese in two wraps and a steak that uh, I had just started like getting some of those like mail order, like frozen steaks, like some cheap cuts just to get some extra protein or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was like, well, let's, let's, let's eat that again the night before. So that would like pretty much, I kid you not every single night before race in the main tournament, I would eat that same thing with league. I'd eat the exact same thing. Um, and it's mainly because like I, I can do that because my wife doesn't eat the same stuff I do most times. So it's not like we're having a big family meal and I'm like ruining everyone else's meal. <laughs> yeah. Cause that That's was the so case. That- I just deal with it, you know? That was a steak and egg burrito that you eat for dinner the night before. Pretty much uh, the steaks by itself, but the, the eggs are like in the burrito. Like I, I didn't want to go through the process of like cutting up the steak to put it in there. So I just ate it separate. Gotcha. Um, separate. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, the playlist I shared with you guys during, during main tournament. Yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. was I, at the gym. I would be scrolling through like, new new releases or whatever and i noticed that genre was working and it was like i'd like a song and it was like you know you liked you found a new song at the gym that day so you should make sure you find my brain would be like you should find another new song to keep your yourself going and i got in my head that this is working so we might as well keep doing it you know um that was <laughs> that was like another thing it, it's it's like ridiculous um, but it, nothing gets that, that like I, I made it sound like it was going to be a really long list. And I think Temp actually freaked out a little bit when I said the day before, but literally the day before thing was just <laughs> like, l- l- let's put it this way. The, um, the two losses I had in the league, I, uh, did not get to eat my dinner the night before because of no other circumstances. So I'm not saying that's the reason it happened, but in <laughs> oh, my head, whatever. my terrible brain Sometimes it's like, you know, you didn't do it. So this is like <laughs> stupid. This is like the stupid you fought bosses in the practice hack beforehand. So now you're going to lose like and then it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, yeah, it definitely is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the next like, episode yeah. is going to have to be Dante's intervention. Yeah. Dante's where we intervention. free him from the curse of the steak and egg no. burrito. They're, it's actually really delicious. Like I had one the other night and I didn't even have a race. Like it's actually super yeah. good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I guess yeah, I'm not going to tell you to stop eating your egg burritos <laughs> tips. Like I'm going to tell you to stop liking songs uh, on Spotify <laughs> and uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I would always pre-race. Uh, I want to, since I, I go to the gym during the afternoon, I want to get a shower beforehand. So at some point I got a shower before I race. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's also just kind of proper hygiene too. Right. And, um, right, right. I, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like I would always have, uh, it, it was unintentional, but I noticed it late into the tournament that I seemed to always wear like one of three or four different shirts. So I would always want one of those like when I was racing just uh. as like a, like almost like a security blanket. 
Like I did uh-huh. like the further I got in the tournament, the more I started thinking about stuff like this. And it was like, I want out. Like I told a couple of friends, like some really close friends. I was like, I really want out. Like I, like this is actually destroying my brain. Wow. Um, like yeah. that, that's another reason I want a competitive break. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, if you were to miss, you know, say eating the burrito or anything else, you know, like that, uh, say you, you know, you don't listen to the playlist or whatever, but you forgot your headphones at home or something. Uh, do you think that, I, I guess you already kind of said you, you have linked your losses to failure to do these rituals in the past. Yeah. Um, like in my head, it was almost like, uh, OCD, I guess is a way of maybe a, a way of putting it to, to a point. Like, I feel like it is like similar to what golfer bolt said, but uh-huh. like almost on a unhealthy level, like that is one yeah. thing I'll, I'll, I'll say about myself. Um, you know, I'm not saying anybody else's stuff they submitted that's fun is like unhealthy, but yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, I, at some points I would, I would go that far and I honestly would like look at myself in the mirror and be like, you're a freaking idiot. Like, <laughs> cause I know I think it's just, that. so I, I don't mean this uh, as a dig against you or anything. I just think it's an interesting like juxtaposition, I guess I would maybe call it because I know that you, as well as me and Tim, as well too, we we talk about this on the podcast a lot. But we're always about, you know, play this game for fun. It's supposed to be yep. a fun community. We're playing this for fun. You know, everything's supposed to be fun, but you still have like this very big, or maybe you want to call it these multiple rituals that you kind of. Well, I don't want to say force yourself to go through, but that you have like made this connection in your head, which I can completely understand. Like, you know, I, I have a few things probably in life somewhere where it's like that, too. But it's just, you know, it kind of doesn't gel with each other in a way. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. And that's like mm-hmm. like one of the biggest things that I've like mentally like fought with, like because yeah. I've told myself multiple times and it's like this ain't worth it. Like if I'm not having mm-hmm. fun doing those things, then I, I shouldn't do them. And, and that I, I started breaking some of them and mm-hmm. breaking some of them actually was like a little rewarding. Even if it costs, like, even if in my head, it cost a loss somewhere, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like for instance, when I played gamma, like it was the day after Christmas, there's no way I'm eating mm-hmm. a steak and egg burrito. And I got to do like <laughs> three different dinners with my folks. And, and I mean, if I would have, like if I hadn't sorry, done this stuff, I was going to say, if I hadn't have done the stuff with my family, I think that's mm-hmm. when I, uh, it's a big problem. Like not a, not a small problem. Like that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, you know what, if it, it was kind of like F it, if it causes it, it causes it. But I know deep down it doesn't cause it. It's in my head. So like, yeah, I, yeah. It's, 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 it's lighthearted. Like I, I've, I feel like I've made you guys think this is too much. Like, in a way, but like at the no, same you time, said you look at the hilarious. mirror and you you think you're stupid. Like that's, I, that does concern me a little bit. Every day, I think I'm dumb. I do a lot of dumb stuff, but like yeah. kind of no, similar. I, go ahead, Herf. I, I was just gonna say uh, you you kind of touched on it already, but I was just gonna say it's also worth mentioning again that you know it's it's not like you're destroying yourself. It's it's oh, not yeah. like putting on a shirt or eating you know an egg burrito and a steak or whatever is like the worst thing in the world. You're not like sitting there and you don't have to hammer a rusty nail into your kneecap before every competitive race or something like that, you know, like, you know, it's it's not like, 
it's not like insane things. So even though we're making, you know, we're, you know, making a little bit of fun of you and we're, we're taking do. it all in jest. It's, I don't think it's all that awful. I think it's kind of funny that you're so like, I don't know what to call it, invested in it or so that you believe in it so hard in a way. But I also know that it's not something that you choose to do. It's not like you woke up one day and you were like, all right, eating an egg burrito and a steak will be my rando savior for the rest of my career. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I guess that's it, it kind of just is a extra extension, I guess, of just how I am, because like once mm-hmm. I found like outside of rando like for the longest time when i was trying to lose weight back in like 2012 like up to even now um whenever i'm trying to lose weight i think about like okay what was i eating when i did that and i tried a ton of different like foods as far as like you know i'd hit a certain amount of calories but what foods made me feel the best throughout the day uh Mm -hmm. you know versus like i hit my goals as far as like how much intake i needed for fuel and then still was able to like perform by like playing dance games, going to the gym, working at my job, stuff that, you know, is healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like those, I I pick up on those patterns. Like that's, that's a way, like, I guess to say, uh, sometimes I can use this idea for good. Um, but then like, I'll think about, okay, well I should just eat that all the time. So unless there's like an event or something I'm being fed at that's outside my house, or my wife just wants to make something for the both of us, it's like, I'm going to eat pretty much the same thing, not like at the exact same time, but throughout the day, I'm probably going to eat the same meals, maybe in a different order, who knows, but I'm just going to eat them because I know my body reacts well to it. So it's like, I find that pattern there. And I, I, I guess like my brain's polluted that like as a Mm -hmm. positive and then put it into rando. Cause like, I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, brain brains are not always rational. In Mm -hmm. fact, a lot of the time they are, totally irrational but here's the thing that you know that i i find the most interesting about all of this is that like you are one of the best altt pr players playing right now like whatever you're doing is undeniably working no i'll tell you you. it would be different if your results were all across the map but like you usually win races and you're doing all of these things and like you said the few times you haven't you didn't i do think that's mental but also you know i agree with her saying you know you're not really doing a lot of harm or damage you know there's no real no issue in do and continue to do this so it's all good and i also want to jump on the sentiment of you know i don't i'm not really like concerned for you i know that this is all just kind of you know lighthearted <laughs> and we're just having fun or whatever but um it is all very fascinating i must say yeah and, it's uh, it's yeah. weird like it, knowing it has no bearing i i think mm-hmm. in the end what it comes down to is like what people should do when they're playing rando especially if you're like nervous like has that happened to me the most when um, like I first started out, you know, cause it's, it is competitive like it, but you know, it is lighthearted competitive and that's what everybody needs to remember. And that's what I always tell yeah. myself. Um, and I tell, I tell, I say it here on the podcast, not just for everyone else's benefit for my own. Like you, you it's mm-hmm. really easy to get swept up and getting, get like over vested in something because when you're doing something for six months, you know, because of how long the process is and you're still in it and you're like top eight, top four, it's really easy to just get over vested in it. And you have to have a reality check with yourself, you know, like yeah. not just, not just everybody else, but you have to have one yourself sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. 
it's just, uh, it, it's funny that the, like you, you see these patterns and like, it, it's not that like every day from the first qualifier, it was this exact same thing. Uh, it was more so of a small things changed and my brain would find something new that you did. And it's like, you should probably do that again. But I think it's mm-hmm. all about putting your mind at ease and just playing the game, having fun and doing what you can. And if you can, then great. And if you can't, oh, well, you know, I didn't lose when I lost because, you know, I lost a lot in the main tournament. Um, I never I never lost sleep over it. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think I'd have a big problem if that was the case. But uh, but yeah, like <laughs> just the, the every time I, I, I was making, you know, eggs the night before. My wife was like, oh, yeah, you got to race tomorrow, don't you? And I'm like, yep. And then we'd both laugh a little bit, you know, and she the was old like, egg burritos get okay. busted out. Yeah. <laughs> the old egg burritos get busted yeah, out. Man, that sounds like a euphemism, to be honest. Bust out the egg burrito, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Tim, um, I know uh, mine was kind of long there, but uh, you said you were taking some notes. I- I'd like to hear your list here. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything too crazy. Honestly, I would say, you know, if I know that I have a race that counts, you know, especially thinking most of like league or a qualifier or something like that, and maybe to a lesser extent ladder. um, The first thing, first things first, if I am thinking about a race or I know I need to let my knife, my wife know immediately, (laughs) like pretty much right away. (laughs) We need to figure that out. And this, I do think, you know, it's, it's partially a joke, but it really is like, I could definitely just like play one last minute and just leave my wife in the lurch watching the baby. But like, I will be feel so guilty about that and be so racked with guilt. And she will rightfully probably be upset with me afterwards and I'll have to deal with that. It will have an effect on my performance. So it really is just about ultimately, you know, opening up the space to have everything you need and give yourself the permission and make room in your life to be able to play the seed and not have to worry about any external pressures or or stressors or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say it's a valid part, you know, of, of setting yourself up to that point. I always pee before, like I, you know, like we were talking about, I always try to get some water um, just to make sure I can stay hydrated. If this is a serious race, again, like I said, I try to get set up as soon as, you know, as early as possible with lots of time to wait. There's that double term check, again. you know, serious. <laughs> what term serious. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, right? Like <laughs> yeah. there's serious races where the results matter. And then there's like the Friday multi-world where like I am prepping ahead of time. I'm making sure I have enough beers lined up. You know, I'm, I'm putting one in a cooler and bringing it upstairs so I don't have to go downstairs in the middle of the seat. Uh, that's that's the sort of uh, ritual prep that we're doing. So it, there is there is a big difference, I think. Um, and then during uh, I almost exclusively will put on Spotify playlists, you know, despite all the MSU talk and the preparation I've been doing on my own. I don't usually use one. Um, I usually have either just a general video game soundtrack up or video, you know, various video game songs and covers and a playlist. Or for a long time, I was using a soundtrack to a video game called Surviving Mars, and I would play it all the way through without any um, shuffling. And that was kind of cool because I would actually have a pretty good idea of like how I was doing in the seed based on the song that was currently playing. Um, you know, I would know like after a minute or like an hour and a half, like the song that starts playing, if I was in GT at that point, that's great. If I'm not, it's like, oh crap, I, uh, this is not a great seed or I'm not doing great. So that was kind of, uh, you know, I haven't done that in a while, but I was doing that for a long time. And I actually found that to be 
I felt like I was playing pretty well whenever I would use that soundtrack. So again, that could be kind of a mental ritual thing, or it could actually be an honest to God, like, you know, benefit uh, of, of, you know, how, how I play. Oh yeah. Um, and then after I did want to say, uh, just as a general blanket statement to anyone that races me, I do feel like whenever I finish a seed or a race, I got to go. Like I, I was lucky to get the amount of time that I got to like get away. Uh, and I, I, I feel bad just kind of sitting around and um, shooting the breeze it, rather than, you know, closing up the stream and going back and either relieving my wife of baby duty or, you know, uh, checking into her, seeing what she's into. Cool. So one other thing I did want to talk about, this doesn't quite fit into like rituals per se, but in the spirit of things outside of rando that don't actually affect the game, um, you often when you're watching see certain things that people will do during a race um, to communicate with like a viewer or their opponent or something like that, um, like frustration slashes. This is a, a perfect example of this where someone will be looking for something and then they finally find the item they were looking for in like a last location. And then they're fluting out of there. And then while they're waiting for the bird to come pick them up, they're mashing the, the slash button on the controller repeatedly as if to communicate to the audience, like I'm angry and you can imagine me sitting here, like mashing my controller as fast as I can. Um, to kind of like get my frustration out. Another one of those that you see is uh, like whenever someone is angry, they'll like go make their sprite grab onto a wall and pull away. And the sprite will do like a uh, uh, like sweating animation. Like Link is, you know, <laughs> it's supposed to be like Link pulling on the wall, but it kind of looks like crying or like, you know, uh, like sweat, you know, because you're like working hard and people will go over and grab a wall and spam that. And there's just like tears coming out of their sprite. Another way to say that they're like frustrated with the way that things are going. Um, and I've also seen people occasionally like during dig game, they'll like spell things out in their like dig pattern. You know, mm -hmm. so that's that's yeah. kind of like advanced. That's like 201 <laughs> of like, you know, viewer communication. But I wanted to ask you guys, other than those, uh, you know, three examples, if you guys had ever seen any or knew of any, um, you know, ways that people during races have communicated outside of the way that they play. I can't believe you forgot the classic putting a bomb on an NPC oh, that gave yeah. you something crappy or maybe on a chest, I guess. That is a popular one, too. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention um ideally these don't cost you any time mm -hmm. right so it's like after you know while you're waiting for a flute or you know a quick bomb plant as you walk away because uh, if you do something that takes time that's kind of like bad sportsmanship you know you're like purposely like dragging things along but these little like communications that don't take time I, I think are perfectly acceptable and i like to see them honestly i like to see a little bit of personality you know from someone who's racing yeah Dave, i feel what like about you Oh, sorry, Harry, I, I just want to got. quickly say I feel like these are mostly done for restreamed races where people know that a bunch of people are watching. Right. Uh, some people might do them just in their normal gameplay, but I see them a lot on, on restreams where people are aware that they, you know, the communication will be understood by a large number of people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it could also like it tries to like it can if someone's playing kind of poorly you can be like oh yeah i was tilted you can mm -hmm. tell from the frustrations like so it kind of explains like where their head's at mm -hmm. yeah i uh i think what happened with like a lot of runners i think some people do it now and they're actually not even mad i think a lot yeah. of people saw it coming up in rando and because it, it you know back in like 2018 it was like it was like new that was the new trend and now everybody did it and it's not mm -hmm. it's not like cringeworthy or anything. So it, it continues. And I think it, it can be kind of 
uh, viewer engaging. I think it's kind of good. I do it. I, and I know a lot of times I do mm-hmm. it. I say people do it like not because they're actually upset, but because like it's like habit. But yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that. Um, mm-hmm. because like, uh, there'll be sometimes like I'm in the best mood and I'll be spamming my sword and just waiting. Like, yeah, it's like, it goes back to like Synax thing of like, you know, doing something to occupy my hand. Like I'm not hitting L and R because quick swaps there now. So it's like, I'll spam the B button or that's mm-hmm. why people, when they, um, call the flute, they're like, uh, the flute, flute remixes, the flute dash, yeah. you know, or <laughs> The <laughs> where you're tinking the hook shot or the boomerang against the door to the beat of the song. Um, yeah, that's, you know, or the, the like or the wall, like you hear a lot of people do that. And I, I applaud everyone who can do it and keep it on rhythm, too. So uh, kudos to, <laughs> to all of you. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, being on the file select screen and having your cursor go up and down and kind of playing along to whatever your your music is. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that that you see a lot too, and that's you know you're just sitting there waiting. It's like you're not going to put the controller down because you could start any minute. So yeah, yeah, you're just, the only literally the only thing you can do is up and down. So that's that's what people do. I do want to be kind of annoying on a restream, but you know it happens. Quickly, quickly put this out there. So I did notice two things uh, in previous tournaments from other runners, and I'm not going to dox them or say who they are. Um, but uh, in in one of the league seasons in the past. There was someone who never had usable audio because they used the exact same MSU for every single race <laughs> and they went undefeated yeah. in, at least for their team. Um, and I was like, Oh, that's, that's an interesting thing. And then kind of with the MSU pack thing too, there was someone I actually asked that uh, during a tournament and I was like, uh, they never had usable audio when I was help setting up. And um, I said, using the same MSU again for luck. Right. And they were like, don't ruin it. And <laughs> I remember after I asked that they, they lost and I felt partially responsible. Oh, man. You jinxed them. I did. Like it's when you talk about the superstition thing, it no longer works. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, so none of these things I do anymore, they're not going to work anymore. So what you're saying is that we've ruined it for all the people that wrote in, including ourselves. Yes, that's exactly what we've done. (laughs) We we freed you from having to go through this process from from all the protein you're getting from these egg burritos. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm going to eat one tonight probably because they're delicious. Nice. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, I think that probably just about wraps things up. Unless, Dante, if you had anything else you wanted to to cover. (laughs) I've talked enough. (laughs) All right. Let's let's wrap this thing up. All right, so I actually have a quick fetch, uh, fetch question for you guys. It's kind of like a, a quiz question. Okay. I have had this in my back pocket for maybe a year, even, maybe even longer at this oh, point. Damn. I've been, yeah, it's when at a, per, at a point where we didn't have a fetch question and sort of needed one, I was going to bust it out. And since this episode is a little bit short, I figure now is the time. Uh, and by the way, this is like, I could be wrong. So let's, I'm happy to talk about this, but here's the question um, that, that I want to ask the two of you. As far as I can tell, there is one point in the game where it absolutely 100% makes sense to bonk there uh, if you have the right equipment. It's the fastest way to do that particular part. What is this section? I mean, pretty much all the bombable walls you can also bonk. Uh, uh, escape, back of mm-hmm. escape, um, Eastern Palace, no pod, um, the bon- bonkable wall in Turtle Rock. All, All right, those. let me 
let me clarify because you're absolutely right about that. So let, okay. let me be more specific with my my prompt. Um, the motion of the bonk itself takes you the direction you need to go the fastest. Okay. I'm assuming it's the mire opening room, especially in NMG, because you don't you can't pull like quick swap. So it saves a menu time. It's faster to bonk across and being on fire rod ready to go in Meyer two to complete the room. Yeah, I like that answer. But I mean, what about hookshot? Hookshot would be faster. It's an extra. It? But if without quick swap, it's an extra menu. Oh, so okay. you, so you well, lose time. I, I guess that could count. Um, all right. So the one I'm thinking of, I'll give you a hint. It's in pod. Oh, are you talking about jump bunking across that pit to go back to the bridge chest if you're coming from right side? No, uh, uh-uh. it's a different spot. And maybe I'm completely wrong. I guess we'll find out in a second. Mm, where else do you bonk and pod? Well, it's not that you have to. It's that if you do, it's yeah, the fast. Yeah. Oh, going but- into mimics on the right side. Like you bonk open the door there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and bonking downward too. Like Herf kind of mentioned those uh, with the bombable walls, but bonking downward is faster and bonking upward oh. also is faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you can you can use your hammer to hammer dash there, kill all three of those pots. You've opened them. Now you need to go back. You just go ahead and bonk against the wall. It bounces you right back, and oh, that was faster. No, you're talking about... Um, Isn't that Swamp? No. No, he's talking about not, not the, the statue entrance. pool room and pod. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's talking about going to mimics towards the boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what yeah, I thought yeah, you yeah. meant. The room prior to that. I was talking about the room prior to Mimics on right side. Because yeah, you, you go through the portal, time. either you wait for the bomb transition or the bomb explosion animation, yeah, or you just bonk That's what go. I was talking about with the bombable wall so you can bonk, but that's not it. So you, you're talking about the statue pull room and you hammer dash up, and then yep. uh, you bonk back because you have to pull the statue. Right, exactly. Right, 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 right. If okay. you don't have the cane. You know, yeah, 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 it makes sense. So I don't know. Maybe there are other spots where that prompt would, you know, apply. And if you're listening and you thought of one, absolutely jump in the discord and let us know. But yeah, I just thought that was a neat little like you don't find many places where it makes sense to bonk. But that could theoretically be one. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's my little question. Um, you can find us on all of the places that we always talk about all the time. Of course, we have a Discord. You can email us, email at gomodepodcast.com. We're also on Twitch. Uh, one more shout out to twitch.tv slash gomodepodcast. This Friday at 7.15 slash 7.30-ish, we'll probably get rolling for my temp.msu uh, pack reveal. You'll be able to download it that evening as well. So check that out. Um, and yeah, I'll go ahead and pass it over to my co-host. Tell us where you can, where we can see you play Rando and give us a recommend or a shout out for this week. Dante. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I'm at twitch.tv slash Dante with three A's. Uh, and, uh, my shout out, man, it, I'm, I'll just shout out my chair. It's comfortable. Um, I'm, Ooh, I'm nice. gonna say nice. it's comfortable. That's a good shout out. Um, we'll say it's comfortable even if it ain't because I bought it. So um, <laughs> you're invested <laughs> at this point. No, seriously though, like I think it, it, I don't think it's worth the the like MSRP price tag. Like I, I do not think it's worth that. Um, but for where you got it for, absolutely. definitely even a little more. I'd say it's probably worth mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I wouldn't go buy a second one just because I think it's worth it at that price or anything because I, I don't mm-hmm. need one. Even though I should probably get my wife uh, a nice chair since she's like pretty much permanently working from home now. 
um, at least for the foreseeable future. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was going to finish part two of, with doom eternal DLC and I just got started on it yesterday, which still having fun with it. I'll, uh, I'll finish it at some point. Nice. Better. Yeah. Herf, what you got? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Herfy Durfy, and uh, I'm going to shout out Judgment and Lost Judgment, which I've both finished now after buying them like two weeks ago. Uh, I spent about a total of maybe 80 to 100 hours in both of them. Oh, wow. Uh, a ton of fun. Great games, great stories. Uh, totally recommend all the Yakuza and Judgment games to anyone who's into like crime thrillers with interesting twists and fun battle systems. You shared a really wonderful uh, video with us yes. <laughs> in our host channel of uh, like a synchronized dance that's from that game. Yeah, the second game, the Lost Judgment one, has a, like a side plot in a, a school and you have to like infiltrate, quote unquote, a couple of different of their clubs because, you know, Japanese high schools have all these clubs and extracurricular activities. And one of them is a dancing club. And of course, you have, since you know Kung Fu, you're the perfect guy to help those ladies uh, dance. <laughs> and uh, it's like a, you know, it's a, a rhythm mini game with the face buttons of the PlayStation controller, but it results in cool dances like that. Nice. Yeah, that was great. I'll see if we can find a link in the description. But yeah, I, I'm recommending those games just based on Herf's excitement about them because mm-hmm. they, they seem super fun. <laughs> Um, I'm at uh, twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Um, let's see. What am I going to shout out? Uh, I, so I, I played and beat Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 uh, late last year. I don't think I ever mentioned it on the podcast, but I did just recently download all of the DLC for that game. Oh, nice. Uh, so I've been playing through it now. It's super fun. It's just more of the game, which is yeah. all I wanted. You know, just give me more excuses to zip around New York City. So I'm, I'm into it. Um. But yeah, so that that's been fun, and uh, of course, you know, Tim MSU. One more shout out. Obviously, we've been working on that a lot. It's almost done. It's kind of hard to believe. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my other shout out. I get to have two because I edit the podcast. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> All right. that everybody on Spotify should make use of that new new feature of reviewing yes. a podcast and make Tim very happy. Put a big old mm-hmm. big old smile on his face. Uh, I would really appreciate that. that. Uh, let me check. That five did, star. did anyone? I did. did we so I have now cheated the system and voted five stars twice as a host. Yes. Um, <laughs> Cause I did it uh, on way back, but, uh, but yeah, like that would be super cool of you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, it really helps us out. Hit that like button, uh, smash the subscribe and uh, check us out on Patreon as Tim likes to say too. Oh, yeah. Patreon. Absolutely. All that stuff. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Go Mode. And uh, we will be back with you in a couple weeks. Until then, let's mirror out.